to Proxy Radio, where we discuss the unidentified, the unexplainable, paranormal, conspiracies, and much more. Starring your host and co-host, Jenny Nicasio, Sean Kelly, and Jason Sledgehammer Ryan Petro. Brought to you by UPRN Network. Now for your host, Jenny Nicasio. Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on UPRN FM 105.3 New Orleans, where we discuss everything and everything beyond the scope and normal. I'm Jenny Nicasio, along with my co-host, Sean Kelly and Jason Ian Petro. Hey, guys. Hey. 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 Torture Tuesday. Yes. Hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone. How are you tonight? Boy, am I happy I got my new microphone back, finally. Yeah, we can hear you better now. You can hear me better. I can hear everybody. That's good. Yes. I'm loving it. it. So, how's everyone this evening? Oh, couldn't be better. What a weekend, huh? Huh, Jason? For our friend's wedding. Fantastic. Fantastic. Went up to the the Conneaut Hotel, and I believe it was built in 1903, and it's still the same as it was in 1903. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the uh, Jackrabbit at Kennywood. Yeah. It just has wood and yeah, you know, it's pretty awesome. It has a lot of no. character. Yes. I mean, the sprinkler systems in the room were like pipes going in. Um, well, that's usually what sprinklers are, Pap. The shop, well, <laughs> I mean, no, there's no pipes. I mean, you get the automatic ones, but, you know, my sh- when I got up there, the shower wasn't working. The bathroom was bad, you know, the toilet. But what was cool about it was that the history behind it, you know, the uh, was it ambiance, ambiance of it of it being in an old uh, hotel. But what was really cool. Never got to see it, but they had midget wrestling up there. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of drunks. <laughs> he was the, he was the first in line to get in. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no it was a good week how'd you enjoy the weekend there buddy oh it was good it was good uh there's a couple of nice restaurants up there checked out uh had some good italian food on friday and then the wedding on saturday which was fun and then you know come back on sunday and unfortunately back to reality on monday yeah ate mm-hmm. that ate that a pain you should see jason man he's a hell of a dancer I oh, bet he no. is. Yeah, no, he is. No, no. Yeah, no, he is. Oh, I bet he is. Oh, yes, he was. No. Yes, he oh, was. God, he tried to get me out on the dance floor, that's but I just wouldn't go. <laughs> wouldn't go. I'm I was trying old. to hook you up with some grandmas I saw floating around. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. That's a visual. I'm getting a visual. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> boy, I'll tell you what, though. Being on, on like, their porch here around the um, – banquet hall yeah this pouring down rain oh my god it was like raining so hard that you couldn't see in front of you hmm. and, uh, it just felt like really really good it, it was a good well, time. it was neat to see how the storm rolled in off the lake like yes you just saw it coming towards you it was just this wall of water and almost like a whiteout it was really yep. cool to see and then it oh. just hit it was like holy smokes yeah <laughs> But how about how your, was your weekend? weekend there, Jenny? Oh, it was fun. I went to visit my grandbaby, so that was fun. I got to be Gemma for the weekend, so it was fun. I'm excited. I was, was going to do it again this week. He's coming up this way. Uh-oh. Driving nice. with my son 
at 88 plus miles an hour is not the funnest experience, but he he made it a little bit entertaining since he played uh, Frank Sinatra. Oh my God, he played <laughs> Genesis. He played he played a lot of good tunes, so it was fun that way. Did you close but your it, eyes? Um, no, I I was said a couple Hail Marys though, <clears throat> but it was it was it was a nice weekend. But um, I just want to start off before we get. Before we get uh, started on the show, I just want to, my thoughts and prayers go to the the children who were um, murdered at the gun, at the shooting at the school in, um, I believe it was Texas. Texas, yeah. Yeah. I just saw that a little bit ago. That's terrible. um, Yes. So that's that's horrific. And I hate to hear stuff like that, but it stays with us since we're in past. It makes us a little sad, but the show must go on like it should. So before we get started, um, we have a really cool, um, entertaining, um, <laughs> and this evening time, two hours at Torture Tuesday. <laughs> <clears throat> so we're going to get to know each other a little bit more personal. Oh, no. Um, you guys are going to interview me and I'm going to get to interview you and <clears throat> we're just going to you know shoot the breeze and then we're going to talk about some interesting, uh, an in- interesting time traveler tiktoker <laughs> yeah and, it's interesting i did a lot of studying on that dude and i can't wait to tell you what i'm yeah, we're gonna we're gonna watch some videos listen to some videos and then um we're gonna talk about the humming um we wanted to talk we wanted to do this show a couple um oh my god it's been a month <laughs> ago right, now two months ago now <laughs> two months yeah. ago now so um <clears throat> it's just to get to know each other and talk about the humming and then we added the time traveler so it should be an interesting two hours so and I want to just thank everyone for tuning in every every Tuesday. And if you think you'd be a great uh, guest for our show, you can email us at chasingprophecyradio at gmail.com. Again, that's chasingprophecyradio at gmail.com. If you think you'd be a great guest, if you have any um, stories you want to tell, any thoughts that we can improve the show, by all means, let us know. Okay. And um, <laughs> before we get started, I have to do a shout out to um, our sponsors who are sponsoring this first segment of the show via um, hemp. So have you, have you ever taken CBD products, guys? One time. No, I haven't. Okay. One time. Well, I have. <laughs> I've, I've tried a lot. I mean, I tried the... Um, those little pyramid ones, you know, um, you know, which ones I'm talking about. They get money residuals. I got it. go to the pharmacy. I mean, I've spent a lot of money, but, um, well, if you're taking a CBD product that you hope that would re- you know, resolve some of your stress, help you sleep at night, but you were left disappointed. Well, via hemp company is dedicated to crafting a high strength hemp product. Okay. And they can actually, you can actually feel, so it's not, you use it and you can tell a different and get this. They have a legal THC product that can be shipped to anywhere in the United States. So that's awesome. And these guys have crafted the product to promote specific effects such as sleep. And that's so important for us and pain relief and even give you energy. Whether you want gummies, topicals, vapes, you know, Sean likes the vapes um, and drops. They got you. So they got you covered. So head over to their site and improve your daily routine with Via Hemp Company. Visit viahemp.com and use the code prophecy15. Okay. And that's via hemp, just like it sounds.com. So thanks again for sponsoring this segment of the show. Yes. Thank you. Yes. yes thank you. Awesome. Thank you. 
So, um, let's get this show on the road, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We're going to open up a bunch of mystical, you know, maybe some personal things that might be a little too touchy to be on the radio. What do you think? What kind of personal things? Yeah, you know, like, going? Yeah, this just kind of went left field. No, <laughs> dude, you got to say right field. It wasn't left field. It was right field. No, no, no. When you start interviewing us about us. Oh, there it is. Oh, it, it didn't even last <laughs> to the end of the show. It's first no, thing. No. <laughs> so, uh, everybody, like Jenny was saying that we're going to interview each other. We've been on for three years. We've been on for three years. And she's playing that Mexican romantic move song in the back. But uh, you don't know who we are. So tonight what we want to do is just, you know, we're going to interview each other. So you, our listeners out there, can actually, you know, get a, get the gist of what we're all about. And maybe a little questions about Pittsburgh, whatever you want. And if you have any questions out there, feel free to put it up there and we'll answer them for you. All right. So. Absolutely. Sandy, what, what got you in, what actually got you into doing a radio show? Good well, question. When I was a little girl back in the 70s, hmm. I would play my record player and I would pretend I was a DJ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the greatest DJ Jenny. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I've always wanted to be a singer, actually. I actually sang in a band when I was in um, high school. I took voice lessons and... Um, my, actually, I was tortured as a kid uh, by my family members, um, especially my oldest brother, Lewis. Was it on Tuesdays? Probably. I took voice <laughs> lessons, and they were, I don't know if you guys <laughs> were familiar with <laughs> Yes, exactly. I think it was on Tuesdays, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shoot. And there was a um, show on TV called Fantasy Island. I don't know if you guys remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember it. I remember it. Well, my kids would go, uh, well, my, my kids, my brother and my two brothers would, every time I'd come back from or going to voice lessons, deplane boss, deplane, <laughs> my brothers would tease me because they thought yeah. oh, it was a fantasy. It'll never happen. Uh-huh. Well, you so, showed them, really. <clears throat> well, you know, as a kid girl, you know, you get like, you know, peer, you got pressure from your family and. You know, you just peer pressure. Peer pressure, and um, I did. I did do. Um, I sang it a couple times. Um, I forget the name of the band. Can you sing for us now? Yeah, please. I used to, I sing you Pat, do have a beautiful voice. Set, Pat Penitar, um, Heart. I'm not going to sing for you, but um. Oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. One night I'll get together with you, Jason, and we'll jam. Oh, that would no, that'd be we'll great. <laughs> I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, the girl can sing. I've heard her sing. She can sing. Oh, okay. Sean well, can sing too. Yes, again. <laughs> I sing on. I used to sing in the choir. <laughs> sing in the choir, but I was always into. I always wanted to, to do uh, voiceovers, but you know, didn't go that way. Mm. So how'd you get? How'd you get hooked up into the actual uh, radio world? Like to get yeah. on the show um well it was during COVID, and i um i had a microphone that i was gonna i was gonna do the mic i was gonna do asmr 
<laughs> you know, ASMR, you, you do the tapping and you talk really whisper and you oh do my. things like that. I did oh, that good. for like a week. And then I, um, I don't know. I just, my son said, mom, why don't you do a podcast, a paranormal podcast? I want to do political, but um, he goes, mom, do paranormal, mom, do, because you are, you know, you're right, you're, you know, you're into aliens and all that stuff. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And I, I, like I said, I contacted Sean, I con contacted a number of people and I was trying to find something that would, you know, somebody knew something about paranormal because I know about aliens and I know about weird stuff, but I didn't know too much about ghosts coast stuff and but i did take a paranormal um course that sean kelly actually was was a guest for, for the class and that's how i got um to know pittsburgh paranormal um by faith i can't remember her last name faith was faith. Her name? Faith. faith i can't remember her last name but that's how i got started in radio ah, very nice. but, you very know nice. I, I am an author of um, a number of books uh, recently new grandma, correct? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I did. I, am, I can't see if you can see my book from That's the time. It. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I got three books in a trilogy about aliens. Are you going to are they real? But are they really aliens? Uh, That's what you have to find hmm. out. You have to read the book to find out if they're Are you really still are. waiting to be abducted? Yes. Are you? Jenny. Jen, Jenny. Um, if they were nice <laughs> aliens, but if they're if they're mean aliens, I don't want to I don't want to run into a reptilian. That would be really scary. I don't want to run into a gray because they scare me. Um, I don't know. In the situation, I always I always Ashtar, uh, Ash, Ash, Ashtar yeah. Command. Ashtar. Now, if we look like Ashtar Command, I might want to. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I. I I think there's a little part of me that does and there's a little part of me that doesn't because I believe there are aliens, but I don't know how, you know, are they like us? Am well, how did you, let's rewind here for a second. How, how did you get into believing there are aliens and involved with the aliens? Okay. What, what was your turning point? Okay. Well, I had a weird experience when I was a kid. Um, I was 17 years old. I was my junior and I believe I was a junior in high school. And uh, this is going back to, to my religious beliefs and stuff that I had a weird thing happen in my, my bedroom at night when I was praying. I saw an image come into the, the two corners of the room meet. I saw this bright light. I mean, so bright that it filled up the whole room. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. talking the whole room became white. And inside the light was a figure of a man that I believe was a man a very handsome man. He was all in white. He has sparkling blue eyes. He had dark hair, but he was translucent. He wasn't like a, like a solid figure. He was more like a, like a, like a translucent, um, apparition. Okay. And it, as, right. as I focused in on the, the, the vision, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was coming, it was coming out, coming out to towards me. And I got scared and I okay. flipped on the light. My heart was beating. I flipped on the light. I ran in my mom's room and I, I, the first thing that came out of my lips was I saw Jesus because that's who I yeah, thought I was it ask was. If, 
you know, do you think it might have been more of a spirit than a Thank UFO? You. Yeah, that was. No, I don't think it was a spirit. I don't think it was a dead person. I there was just a brilliance. I don't think it had anything to do with a person that had passed away. It was something that was celestial. And that could have been an angel. Um, it could have been an angel, but I I had a feeling that it was from a higher power. Um, but but as the days went on, I began to doubt it, and I began like I got scared. I began to doubt what I saw. Was it something angelic? Was it something spiritual? Was it something demonic? Because I didn't know if that mm -hmm. was someone playing a trick on me. So I went to my local church. I went to talk to Father Zardnegi, um at St. Joseph's in Barona. And it was around the Holy Week because I watched, prior to this, I watched Jesus and Nazareth. And that's probably why I was praying. And I went and I told him what I saw. And he believed that I saw something and he believes it was something spiritual. He did not think it was anything evil because it was, it was consumed, the room consumed with white light. And it was a, it wasn't a scary feeling at, towards in the beginning. It was a more like, wow, what am I looking at? I was like, this is amazing. But then as a human being, I got the, I got fearful. And um, that's when things changed because I didn't know if I, what was it? Was it a message for me? Was it someone telling me you need, you are, you are called to do something uh, a high, like maybe become a spiritual leader, a nun, religious life somehow and i i was confused and i i dwelled on it and i didn't know the word discernment at the time but i needed to do that i needed to ponder i needed to ask god what to do with that so that was the the door opening to the the spiritual world for me because i didn't know what i was getting into and i didn't know if it was you know what does this mean what does this mean but as soon after that I started having like premonitions and um, things would come true. Telepathic things happened to me. I would have dreams of dead people, things, occurrences that happened, like prophecy, like we were talking last week with Adam Bell, things like that. And I didn't know what to do with it because some of them were really, really scary because I could predict or not predict so much, but I would have these visions of things that would happen and they weren't good things. Like 9-11 was one of them. The burning of the, the castle in um, the, the haunted castle in um, New Jersey. I mean, these were like people dying. They weren't like happy thoughts. You know what I mean? They weren't happy things. And I kept on, I prayed and I said, go away. I don't want this anymore. So then what happened was I moved to uh, a county in West, like in the country of Pennsylvania near um, Westmoreland County. And I was, it's all farmland. And I, um, well, let's get back a little thing. Going back to when I was, before I was married, I would, I don't know if this is, this is something like weird, like paranormal, but my husband and I prior to that were boyfriend and girlfriend. And we would play this stupid, we did this stupid little thing that we were, we were married and we broke up and we were fighting over the kids and it was so bad that, I mean, I had a turning that we don't know why we were doing this. It was just, we weren't, we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. We were just friends, but the whole thing came true. Everything that oh, we did came true. Nice. And my mother said that was this, the creepiest thing that she ever, and people go, why would you do that? I never thought I would marry the man, 
Mm-hmm. Like we had a baby. Mm-hmm. We were fighting over the kids. We had attorneys and we were suing each other. The police were involved, but this all came to, to fruition. What do you call it? For, what do you call that? Fruition? Fruition? Is that how you say it? Fruition? I can't talk tonight. But that's what it, it all came true. And then when we were married, the whole time we were married, I would have these weird thoughts. And um, like towards the end of the marriage, this is really creepy. I had a champagne bottle from my from my wedding reception. I had it on my bed. We had used to have remember those water beds. We had like oh my book, goodness. The back was a mirror and it had like a bookshelf like and I would always I kept was the this champagne. in the 90s? Yeah. 80s. Yeah. <laughs> and I kept the champagne bottle behind the on the headboard. And I I just got this weird feeling that something was all right. Somebody I got I, I can't explain to this day I had this weird feeling. And as soon as I had that feeling the champagne bottle went off by itself oh wow and then the week i found out that he was my husband was being unfaithful to me that the wedding picture kept on falling off the wall this is right leading right up to the moment i found out and the wet and my wedding picture would fall it was falling on the wall on the floor and it was the frame would break so i remember going up to um lee ward's to buy a new frame. Oh, wow. Remember, this is how bad really? it was. It was to buy a new frame. And then um, I just had this this overcoming feeling that somebody was trying, just like there was something happening between us. And I and it was, somebody was like communicating to me from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, how do you know if you were, you're in love with somebody? I'm like, why are you asking me this? You know, we're married. I said, I don't know. I just think, you know, we went home again. This is, we already had this. We had picked up the frame. We put it on the, we redid it. This is the next night. He said that the, the picture was off the wall again. Wow. I hmm. believe that could have been like a sign. To Somebody you was saying. trying to tell me yeah. something. Absolutely. And then it was like one after the other. That was, these are things that really stuck out on my head that I remember because they were so traumatic for me. And then when I got married, when I divorced, everything that came when we were that little stupid thing we did, everything came true. And then we moved out to the farmland. And this is when it gets weird. This is when I start to to doubt, was that what is that something spiritual in my room? Or was it something celestial or something from, you know, the aliens? We lived out in the farmland. There was no houses. We were the first one of the first houses in this neighborhood. And there was all farmland and we saw my sons were little and we tried, we got the camcorder and we tried to get the, um, I, I filmed it. I don't know what happened to it. We saw a V the, those V all oh, the V crafts all over Arizona that, that people saw. Yeah. We saw one out mm-hmm. here and I had it on, there was two, there was actually three of them going in, in the same direction. Didn't make a sound. There was no sound. There was no humming. And the lights were like when I took, when I went back, when I, when I entered uh, MUFONT, there was the lights that were not FDA, what do you call it? FCC, whatever, FCC, whatever, regulated lights. They were like white lights, just colors that I've never seen before. Oh, we videotaped God. that. And that's when I got into it. But that's not shortly after this. This is where it really gets creepy. Shortly after that, I gotta get a sip of this drink, this pineapple drink. It's delicious. Pineapples. Mm. Look at Jason like with his pineapple oh, backdrop. Pineapple. 
Yeah. I love pineapples. Yeah. But they burn my tongue. So, anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, well, shortly after this, my little boy was in his room and sleeping. And he wakes me up in the middle of the night and he said, Mom, he's shaking like a little leaf. He was shaking and he said, Mommy, 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 a light came in my room and tried to take me away. Ooh. Ooh. That's creepy. So that's creepy. So it led me up to that. So that that's when I got really I mean, I love Star Trek and all that, but that's you know, I've always been fascinated with it. But these are some of the things that have happened to me that I can't explain. Has there been saw. any more of those since then, or is that like a one time? I've seen them up here. I've seen that we've all seen like these shape shifting crafts that would um, disappear mm -hmm. and come back. They would come back and they would disappear. And they would get so close. One freaked me out so bad. I'll never forget it. I was just this, like two years ago, I was on the back porch with Ava, and this thing went, it was like a, a craft came really fast and close to me. And it disappeared. Huh. It totally disappeared. And I can't, people say, oh, well, it was lanterns or it was drones. No, it disappeared. And I, I went, I go, oh my God, oh my God, I saw you. <laughs> oh my God, I, I saw you. Because it was so, it was so, and this was not too long ago. It was, and Ava saw it too, and she freaked out and came running in the house. Wow. Ooh. And yeah, dogs, dogs are, they, uh, yeah, dogs sense dogs that. stuff like that. So that's when I got, and it was shortly after that when I got really involved with the um, the uh, novel. The it, it's been through a lot because I wrote it. The original one I did. This is something I just did was so stupid. I'm telling you because I don't want anybody else to make the same stupid mistake. This is not the from the sky was not the original. The original was Moon Dust, and the, there was different characters names. I wrote that in two thousand and oh my god, two thousand and seven, right before my sister passed. Oh, that's another thing. My sister, main character in the novel, her mother died. I'm starting the first chapter. The mother of a seventeen year old dies. I get a phone call. My sister's dying in the hospital, and she has a seventeen year old daughter. Oh, wow. So that oh, freaked my. me out. Wow. Yeah, that really freaked me out. Yeah. But I wrote the whole novel and I was desperate. No one was, I wrote, I sent it out to so many publishers, so many publishers, rejection letter, rejection letter. And I was desperate. So there was an ad on the internet for, they were looking for writers to be part of this factory, this writing factory. James Frey was the um i guess the main guy that was doing this it was his baby i don't know if you remember who james frey is nope. no james frey was on the oprah winfrey show for um he told he was a drug abuser and he lied the whole thing was a lie he said it was non-fiction he made it all up hmm. and he was on it was on he was on oprah and everybody knew about james frey so i sent it to this thing but he was the head of it until I looked at the small print saying, "You once you get it, you will not be compensated. Um, you will be you will be compensated, but not much." And I already submitted the button. I already submit. I already hit, and it was too late. I'm working at home. This is before working at home was cool. Okay, I was working at home. <laughs> this is a while. This is like 15 years ago. 
I was working at home and I had the TV on and they said, Oh, there's going to be an, there's going to be a story about aliens in Murraysville, Pennsylvania. Wow. I said, are you kidding me? Are you serious? So I looked at all the characters' names. They were the same characters I had in my book. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Those bastards is right. They got my book and they chopped it all up and used sections of it and made um, I am number four. I think that's what it was. I'm number four. Oh, I would have gone off to the I got, I was devastated. I was, I was devastated. So I contacted. Did you have like copyrights and stuff on it? I did. I had, I had contacted lawyers. I had like six lawyers come to my house. They read the book and they said they tweaked it just enough that they couldn't sue. Then they wouldn't uh, do, they would lose too much. And they could, but they would not do it pro bono. And it's so funny because they did. I, the, I dedicated my book to Mark and John. They made the two main characters, Mark and John. The main oh, character woman was Sarah. She had the same, she had the same problems, the same storyline. They were the same creepy characters in it, but I was so devastated. There was nothing I could do. Well, there is a lot of sharks out there. Oh, well, the lawyers told me the only thing I can tell you to do is just change this, change the title, change some of the characters and re-edit it and publish it again. And I did, but I got screwed too with Rocky, the Rocky, Rocky, the Rockefeller Christmas tree. I got screwed on that one too. I sent my story the, the beat line, the storyboard, the illustrations to Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> you think I would learn after this first time? I sent it to Nickelodeon, and they um, they made Albert, the little tree that wants to be the big tree in New York. Oh wow! It, it was I, I went all the way to the Supreme Court, and they would not take it. Wow. Yeah, that's why I was right. So that's wow. my that's my writing career. But I did not give up. I have I still write. Um, I'm still I do scripts. But that's my that's how I got into the alien thing with um, from the sky, and that's my crazy life. It would be a great, um, I think, a lifetime story. <laughs> but that's where I am. That's where I am now. So there, you know, my whole life story. So, um gonna ask you guys some questions now oh boy okay. so we're gonna start with jason because oh no jason let me know i know you're into the music scene and um i know you got into the paranormal so how did how did you become a paranormal are you a paranormal musician i mean do you go into you do i got a uh, whole band of ghosts behind are me. you trying to find just like dead people that who were musicians <laughs> you, do you ever think of that that would be cool that would be interesting you know, that would be interesting so what well, i know hendrix <laughs> <laughs> yeah really but i know how you got into um Okay, the paranormal with your ghosts. So I don't know if everybody knows your story about your poltergeist, but let's start at the beginning. Let's start. What got you into the music and um, all that? Oh, and music. Let's see. I was uh, 12 years old. Music runs in my family really strong, you know, between guitar players and piano and singers. And my dad was a guitar player. And uh, when I was 12, I'm, I'll never forget, it was January 24th, 1999. It was my first guitar lesson. I got <laughs> It's crazy I can remember that, right? 
You were how old? 12. I was 12 going on 13. Yeah. Mm. January 24th, 99. Had my first guitar lessons. I was like, hey, dad, you know, I want to, I want to learn to play. And uh, we went, he gave me some lessons and helped me pick out. So, you know, a starter guitar, actually my first guitar that I had, do you remember Hills department store? Sure yes. <laughs> they happened to be going, they were going out of business and they had uh this acoustic guitar for it was on sale and it was just the right size you know i wasn't as big as i am right now you know it's obviously smaller but uh so we got this guitar and my dad was teaching me for a while and probably you know six months later started looking into electric guitars and everything and just kept practicing, practicing, learning, learning. He was teaching me. And then I started going out on my own, jamming with buddies in school and just learning different things off the internet and tabs, tablature. I was reading tablature to learn songs and everything. And then, uh, starting getting into bands pretty good. I, th I think it was around 2007 is when I really started diving into bands. Once I was, you know, being old enough to get into bars was a big, big stepping stone because a lot of places if you're under 21 they didn't want to let you in uh so yeah did the whole bands um some of them went pretty far i did a lot you know did a lot of few a lot of things we um one band we had a we had a song in a soundtrack of a local movie for oh. a guy um i've made the cover of like local magazine papers and we've had all, all kinds of stuff we um let's see what else we do we played for head from corn down in i think virginia just really cool stuff it was an awesome experience you know with different bands and different people i was in a thrash band thrash metal band like an 80s style for a little bit where i learned how to do triplet picking and all this intricate stuff and rock bands and uh and it actually it was because of the bands that i met sean in the paranormal oh believe it or not yes how did that uh, come about well uh the last band i was in um we were just doing our thing and you know dominating pittsburgh we were doing really good and selling out places and it was awesome and a friend of ours was like hey my uh buddy sean's a paranormal investigator wants to take you guys on an investigation so we're like okay so we did uh, uh what library was that sean do you remember it was the carnegie library down in bronzeville Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's been it's been a while. I think that was 2012. Yeah. Wow. I want to say it was 2012. And uh that was the first paranormal, you know, investigation I've ever been on, but growing up I've had experiences, but I always had to really see it to believe it. Mm -hmm. Like I saw or heard things, you know, as a kid you grow up, you know, something moves, you get spooked, whatever. Um so we were in the library, the whole band, we were there. Sean was there and doing an investigation and seeing how K2 meters and everything work. And then um, it was the following year is when that poltergeist activity that you were talking about had started. And I wasn't in the group yet or anything. And, you know, that was like a one time, you know, going on an investigation. It was cool. And uh, I remember as I called Sean and his group and a few of them come out and investigated and it was just really intriguing i was like wow this is really cool you know seeing what's going on how some equipment works and everything and it was it was a process to uh get rid of it i think well, how many times did that take so it was like what a couple times like you yeah you're like twice two or three times three times three times it was. And then, uh, but that's a whole nother long long story 
But um, so it was maybe within a few months after that, you know, Sean was like, hey, you want to come out on an investigation? I was like, yeah, sure. You know, because I was excited. I wanted to learn more about it. Now that I got mm-hmm. to see it, I was like, what is this really all about? So I started going out on investigations and eventually became a team member in uh, later 2013. So we're coming up mm-hmm. on what's this nine years now nine years wow. <laughs> yep. yeah nine years and tons of investigations later but uh as of current uh with the covid and everything mm-hmm. music kind of took a like a side you know like a sidecar and um i do a lot of recording still for myself and um my uncle he, he's a really good songwriter and he came to me with a bunch of songs that he wrote back in the eighties, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hey, listen, uh, you know, I, I, I've heard the stuff you do. I, I want to see what your input is on this. And we just clicked immediately and really started hammering down working on some Good. music. And, uh, it's, it's coming together. It's taking time. You know, there's no rush on it. Cause we'd rather do it right and get it correct and hurry up and put something out. That, you know, it's not to its full potential. So that's kind of what I'm doing musically now. Just some side stuff, some stuff for myself. You know, I did the whole, you know, playing out and shows. And eventually mm-hmm. I'd like to get back into it. But for right now, you know, it's just, you know, on the side and, um, you know, doing the paranormal more, getting, uh, studying up on like new equipment that's coming out, how things work. He's the best. I'm telling you. <laughs> you <know>? He's the best. <laughs> and instead of buying, all, you know, guitar amps and guitars all the time, yeah. now, I've transpired that over to buying <laughs> the ghost hunting equipment, you know, just to further everything over there. And uh, it, it's it's just really exciting. It's, it's two really cool things I like to do, Absolutely. you know, music. It, it and sounds like, what genre would you consider your music? You know, I play a little bit of everything, to be honest with you. Like, I'll play, you know, light acoustic stuff all the way to just crushing metal and everything. And he between. crushes because, it, too. Crushes because one it. thing that I did was, um, believe it or not, I rarely ever learned cover songs. You know, mm-hmm. I would learn, like, maybe a riff or some crazy chords that were going on. Mm-hmm. And my theory behind that was I wanted to create my own sound. So I didn't want to sound like, oh, hey, you sound like this band or you remind me of that band. Yeah. Every band I was ever in, we couldn't quite get classified, mm-hmm. you know, with um, other bands that were out there. Because, you know, that's one thing that plays a major role in is, you know, if you're learning a bunch of songs from this particular band, you'll believe it or not, you'll start to write Pick like up. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I never wanted to do that. So. Like I said, you know, I'll do from acoustic stuff all the way to rock and roll and, you know, throw some twang on some things and, you know, metal and everything in between. He Just to keep really it a vast play. array. That's very creative. Do you, when you write your music, do you, do you go do it by ear or do you follow the notes when you sit down, when you're, when you're, when you're just putting everything together? Well, usually what happens is um, I've gotten to the point where I can, pretty much have a song rough roughly um put together in a, a few hours it, it just comes to me really naturally which is crazy because it used to be tough but then over time i'll just sit there start noodling around and once i catch a groove like i'd like i'm a big fan of having a groove like mm-hmm. a nice you know get you know something to get your head going now um, do you sit around at home with your friends and jam or do you, you know 
Uh, when I was in the bands and stuff, we did, you know, we, we would spend weekends and hours upon hours. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I would practice just by myself in the, you mm-hmm. know, my music room, pull up uh, some drum tracks or, you know, click beats or something, just practice something. And then sometimes just start writing riffs and leads to it, songs. Does your wife, does she play? No, no, she doesn't play any instruments. Uh, I've heard Are her you sing, gonna get I, and she little... sings good, but, you know. You're going to get your get little sing boy involved in that? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, it'd be cool. Uh, now, are you going to teach him yourself, or are you going to send him to school, like to a class? I will teach him everything that I know, and, of course, as a dad, I want him to surpass what I know. Mm-hmm. So when he gets to the point that he's running circles around me, and I can be like, holy smokes. You know, hopefully, you know, hopefully like, you know, with him, we're not going to push anything on him. Mm-hmm. If he wants to do it, we will support it 110%. But if he doesn't want to do it, he might be interested in something else. That's totally cool. It's not going to be like, you have to do this. But the way that music runs in the blood of the yeah. family, <laughs> you know, I got, I got drums, I got guitars, I got bass, pianos. He can do it all. <laughs> and, and you, you did our intro, intro to the, um, the show. Now, yes. did that, how long did it take you to do that? Like the, the, to figure what to play. Like, did you just sit up, sit home and just say, I'm going to do you start playing with your guitar or did you actually think about what you were going to do? Well, the, the way our intro, uh, if you remember the original one, that mm-hmm. I had for us was actually a riff that I wrote years ago, but had nothing like it didn't fit anywhere for anything that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, when, you know, we came <clears> on the show and it's like, I got the perfect riff for it. I got to find this. And then, you know, start writing the, uh, the, um, the, the vocal line for it. And it kind of came together. And then over time, what was it? Uh, probably maybe six, seven months ago, we decided to redo it. Mm-hmm. So I took the basic principles of the original because I wanted to keep it relatively close because it was awesome, I thought. And yeah. But in this case, I got out a seven-string guitar, down-tuned, and just added some more groove riffs in there and just heavied it up a little bit. And I, I think it turned out pretty just electric, honestly. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, what do you guys think? I thought I I think it was great. I love it. But the thing was, it didn't take that long, Mm -mm. which which is like, that's, which is going back to, uh, how things come to me pretty naturally. So, like I said, you know, I had the basic lines of what parts I wanted to keep. And then just the rest of it with groove or whatever I changed, just, it just happened. And then what it was by the next week, it was ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's good. He's really, really, really good. Oh, thanks, Pep. No, I'm telling you, man, you should like <laughs> put yourself out there and make riffs and make some money on it, dude. Yeah. Seriously. He uh Jason done mine into the night for my show. And uh it's it's awesome. Everyone likes it. So well, thank you. <laughs> anybody out there that wants to do podcasts needs some music done, come and you know, contact uh Jason over here. Yeah, we could probably work something out. As yeah, as I have absolutely. an idea where where it's going, what kind of stylish and you know just give me a little bit of time mm-hmm. yeah um so we're going to take a little quick break i i'm curious to find out why we were only on six pl- um platforms six, yeah and i had everything was set for eight i wonder why it's not well, we got somebody on facebook we got facebook 
Yeah, but we should be on eight different platforms, and we're only on six for some reason. I don't know what happened. That I do not know. I don't know, and I don't like that because it really messes. We don't have very many people watching. That's okay. Um, okay, so we're gonna go go on to Sean Kelly. Uh -oh. oh man! Oh God! Oh. Better just pull up, make some popcorn, sit back, and relax, and enjoy the show. <laughs> Sean, my first question. Uh oh. Okay. Do you like pineapples? Do I? I, <laughs> I love pineapples, man. I love pineapples. I got my pineapple shirt that I usually wear on Tuesday nights, but uh. Where yeah, the there's a lot shirt? of there's a lot of controversy around pineapples. I hear. Yes, yes, there is a lot of pineapple. I'm not a swinger, if you all want to know. <laughs> I'm not a swinger. <laughs> yeah, when I started wearing it, I thought this pineapple shirt looks pretty cool. I went to this. Uh, it's called XL. It's out there by uh, Robinson, and and they have clothes for people my size. You know, nothing small. And I was walking in the store getting a couple pairs of pants, and I just saw the pineapple shirt. I didn't even realize it was about swingers until I started going on TikTok. Sure, well, you, you just let that. their secret out on no, the air. So. Everybody knows that Sean belongs to the Pineapple Association. So if you want to hook him up, you can give him an email, look him up on Facebook, and send him a message. Yeah, please do. <laughs> well, when Sean uh, wore that shirt to the uh, wedding reception, I, I mm -hmm. was I was looking for some grandmas for him because <laughs> there was a there was a bowling league that was having their uh, like club get together in the one yes. other banquet room and I was like, well there could be a couple grandmas for for Sean. Uh, maybe we'll take yeah. him for a stroll. Whatever floats your boat, Sean. We're not here to judge you. You believe I respect what you. I do. love it when you guys talk about kisses. Oh my god, I think it's great. Go ahead, go ahead, bring it on. So would you on. be part of the pineapple club if you had the opportunity? Um, honestly, nah. Not with all the diseases out there. Nope, nope, nope. Nah. I'm a, a one-woman man is what I am. And right now, I don't really want a relationship. Um, I kind of like what I'm doing now. And, and I'll tell you that. And ladies, don't get mad at me. But, uh -oh. there we go. Uh -oh. but I'm I'm so settled in that I know if you know I hooked up with a woman, I'm gonna have to call her every day. You know, I'm gonna have to go over to her house on holidays, you know. Um and it's like I have my own thing when which I do. Nothing against you. I mean, if I had the opportunity to take you out to dinner, I'm taking you out to dinner and I'll take you to a good dinner. But I don't know. It, it's just where I'm at in my life right now. I've been uh, burnt many a times. And the last one I had really burnt me hard. And that was, what, 10 years ago? And ever since then, I just didn't want to get the hurt again. So that's where I stand with. And pineapples, i just rather eat them. And wear them. That's it. But you know what? I was looking on. Um, <laughs> Y'all get your heads out of your freaking, you know, get the dirt out of your brains and shit. You know, but there's some awful cool looking shirts. I'm thinking of getting a, like an apple shirt, grapes. They is, there any, is there anything about apples, Jason, we should know about? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to do some research. Look it up now. Yeah, research it up. <laughs> lemons and limes. So there are some pretty cool ones. 
Uh, that's it with the pineapples. Well, I'm glad we got that <laughs> off our chests. Um. <laughs> that's funny. That's one off. That's one for the record books. Okay, John, you you uh, I know you told us a lot about your your experience with dying and going to hell. Mm-hmm. But what what made you get into the paranormal? Because you did that. How long has it been now? Twenty five years? Twenty years being in the paranormal? Uh, it's over. It's thirty, 30 years or something. Thirty one years. Okay. Started, so, but how did you? How did you? Did you see a ghost? Um, January. Well, the beginning, as you all know, um, I was taking a drug called Anabuse abuse back in mm-hmm. 1983, and um, it weaned off alcohol, and I had in my system for a year, and I got depressed one day, and I drank a whole fit to Jack Daniels, and um, I died. And that's when I do believe I went to hell. But when I came through, I started to see things, hear things, and feel things that weren't there. But that's for another show. But uh, what got me into forming PPS was back in 2006, February. I went up to Gettysburg uh, with a friend of mine. And I did. we did like one of them ghost walks okay, mm-hmm. that they have up there. And we, we pulled a couple cameras off the shelf. You know, you buy it at the uh, drugstore and stuff. And uh, we took pictures and got them developed the next day. And nothing really happened. I was like a little Debbie Downer there. You know what I mean? And uh, got back to Gettysburg. And one day I was sitting up at Eaton Park. And I said, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to have a paranormal group. And my friend Carmen, um, she was a waitress up there. And uh, I sat down and I talked to her about it, and she was all up for it. And so we went up on that site, meetup.com, and uh, I just formed Pittsburgh Paranormal just to go to do something on a Saturday night, uh, go to a cemetery, definitely Blue Miss Road, Jason, <laughs> absolutely, because it was free, cheap, and you didn't get kicked out until after 11 o'clock. So, and it's pretty haunted up there. But uh, October of 2006, I have, we did a, a house down in Elizabeth, PA. It was a private residence. And from that time on, um, it was nonstop. We did three, four a week houses. And we really didn't advertise that much. We were more, it was word of mouth for the advertising. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so... From two from October two thousand six till now, I've been doing houses and going to different places. I've learned a lot more uh, with Jason and Ross and the other people. Um, I feel like deep inside me right now that I I have the group that I want because they're all good. You know, I mean, we have a hell of a time. We have fun. You know, going on an investigation, you got to have fun. You can't be serious. But, um, and we're good, and we're good at what we do. But uh, at one point in time, if for all the years that I had PPS, I had over 100 people in my group. Um, oh, that's a lot of people. Yeah, um, they come in and out. Some would, like students or teenagers, not teenagers, but young adults would come in and um, find out that it's pretty boring doing an investigation on a Saturday night when you're sitting there and, waiting for something to do staring at each other and staring at each other 
And so they would rather go to the bar and drink. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but what I really like about, you know, since I've been doing it is all the people I've met. I met a lot of good people uh, in the paranormal field. I met a lot of good people who aren't into the paranormal and made a lot of friends, you know, to places that we went and investigated with them. So that's good. It's great. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you, um, what was it? Okay, I think we already talked about that. Sean, Jason, do you have any questions for Sean that we didn't cover before? Uh, let me see. So you mentioned before, I think it was last week, that uh, you did two exorcisms. Yeah. Yeah, so I did. I did. Could you elaborate did. on that a little bit, please? Because I didn't yeah, um, there was a lady up the street, and um, what happened was uh, she did that automatic writing, okay, and um, she called, and we went up there, and it was crazy. I walked into the room, and it was like this girl was like going, like shaking and spazzing, you know what I mean, and um, what I do is I had my brother hold her down, and I had my my ex-girlfriend at the time hold her down and um i just grabbed her hands and i was and then i i just yelled at whatever was inside her and i called upon my angels michael uriel gabriel you know and uh they helped uh and they kind of helped but when they saw the black smoke i'm leaving the head um and it moved on that 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 was that was something you know, um, but it just happened, you know, I didn't go, I don't go and say I perform exorcisms because I really, you know, don't like, uh, I have to do them, but I don't like doing them, but you all got to remember one thing. Okay. Here it is. Here, here it is. All right. It's not me that does it. I'm just a vessel. God's the one that does it. You know what I mean? Whenever I clear houses and stuff like that and, and do that exorcism. Yeah. Um, it's all God. It's not me. I, I just do the hard work, you know? But, and the other one was uh, was another lady, um, and it was on an investigation. And she was a pretty big girl, but her boyfriend was really huge. And she, she just got possessed and um her boyfriend had to weigh 350 pounds i'm not lying to you and she literally just pushed her off like just threw him off her she threw him off of her and we did what we did the last time how i did it and the spirit uh the evil spirit left now was it a demon i don't know but it could have been the spirit that was she speaking have... a different language no she just had anger issues it was terrible. Her eyes, honest to God, on both both cases, their eyes turned solid black. They're really black. I mean, you know, you see, like the grays, you know how their eyes are like really black? Okay, yeah. that's how they get, you know? It's like they're not, the real person is not there. It's something else that's taking control of it. Now, y'all might think, you know, my listeners out there might think, you know, I'm a little crazy, but you know what? I'm just telling you what happened, so... You know, you can take the story however you want to take it, 
I'm cool, you know, with it. Do you I feel didn't... like you're Charlie with your angels? <clears throat> no, no, no. But I do, you know, that was funny. No, I don't do Charlie's angels. I it's it's uh it's interesting, but it's normally a lay person cannot perform an exorcism. So maybe you had did some kind of a a ritual. I did no rituals at all. And and who says that a lay person got to do it? I've seen other people do exorcisms. They have nothing to do with the Catholic Church. Well, it doesn't have, doesn't have to be the Catholic Church. Usually, people well, they're not they can't. They don't have the authority meeting um, so, over the, I don't know. But Maybe. if you, a lot mm -hmm. of people ask me that, you know, they would come and when I would go to the house and is that they would ask priests to come to their house and they wouldn't come. Put it this way, under no circumstance should a lay person do an exorcism, but okay. you did it. So, yeah. So I'm still alive. You know, <laughs> goofy as hell. You know what I mean? I'm not how would possessed. you? How did you? Uh, how would you feel if you know when your day gets here that whatever your exercise is waiting for you? <laughs> you know what, Jason? I said that to my brother the other day. I said, and I ask, you know, I say that to people. I'm like, <sighs> I wonder how many ghosts are going to be waiting for me when I die. And that's the trick. Are they going to be waiting for me? <laughs> So well, I have, I have one last question. question. One last question about the exorcism because I'm 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 intrigued by exorcism stuff. Okay. I even uh on the way back from my wedding this weekend, we stopped at the Grove City Outlets, and the one store actually had a deck of cards that's off the original '70s Exorcist. It's all oh, scenes geez, from the, I can't the deck that. of cards. No, thank you. Kind of freaks me out because that movie's yeah. still scary. But uh -huh. uh, my last question on <laughs> as far as that stuff is, from what I know. Uh, priests and pastors have to cleanse themselves of yeah. sins and everything before they can even start. Did you do anything like that, or do you nope. practice anything like that before you can do it? Nothing at all. I just went in and did it. Just like that. I See, uh, that's for another story, but I, I believe that. Oh, yeah, I was just curious. No, no, I didn't do no cleansing. I didn't do no prayers. I didn't do, I didn't do nothing. I just went in. Talked to the mom, well, Doreen and Patrick talked to the other one, and this girl was really freaking out on the couch. And um, went over there, they held them down, I grabbed their hands, and I started screaming at her, and then starting bringing in my angels, and um, the thing left. Never heard from her again. Hmm. You didn't use any, like, sage or anything? No, no. In fact, I will tell you this, you know, sage, holy water, um, holy oil, you know, if you do that to your house, um, the devil, not the devil, I'm sorry, the spirit that's inside the house will leave. But sage is just like a Band-Aid because eventually that's going to wear off. Well, sage gets rid of negative energy too. Yeah, so. but it does come back in. The, the energy does come back in after it wears off and it comes back with a vengeance because the energy knows knew what they were doing to get mm -hmm. rid of it. And I've seen that happen a lot. And I've been to houses to where other paranormal groups have gone into and really just like made asses out of themselves and we would have to go in and clear up, clear it up. How did you, uh, something I've never even thought to ask you, honestly, is how did you get acquainted with these angels that you 
Uriel and yeah. Gabriel and a lot of meditating. One. A lot, a lot of meditating. meditating. A lot of meditating. I would meditate two, three hours a night. Um, I'd fall asleep. No, no, they were serious ones. And then, um, I, I mean, I had to trust them. I didn't trust them at the beginning. Um, cause I was still a little uncertain about it when I started to meditate. And, and then I got, I don't want to say signs, but I started to have faith and trust on what I was talking to and saying. And, uh, they even, um, they come and they told me who they are. And that's how I got it. Well, how do you know they weren't demons in disguise? Because I know for a fact, because I wouldn't be here talking to you if they were. What do they sound like? Do they sound like us? Um, Some of them don't talk. They just look at you. And you can just feel them. (laughs) If they're pissed at you, you know they're pissed at you. But some do talk. um, And they're they're real low. They They talk really, really low. Yeah, I'm I'm serious. It's a whole new, it's a whole world out there that people don't know about, you know, and this is just, you know, treading water. There's so much stuff that, you know, that I was introduced to. I was, you know, that, you know, I dealt with and, you know, I just don't want to drive our viewers away. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll keep them guessing. That's about it. Um, Holly wants to know how did all three of us get together for the show? I I contacted Sean mm-hmm. and then he was on the show and I met Jason on the paranormal investigation, was it Jason? I think you had me as a guest on here and then you came yeah. out to an investigation. Okay, then we investigated and that's how I met him and I just thought he would be a good addition to it. Because he has a personality of a showman. And I I caught hold of that right away. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good dude, man. He's he's my brother. So Oh thanks. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. Well let's let's uh let's end this segment by saying thank you to Carnation for sponsoring the next uh forty some minutes of the show. Thank you, Carnation. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our stories. And if you ever want to know more about us, you can always drop us a line at chasingprophecyradio at Mm gmail.com. And what we're going to do now is we're going to dive deep into the time traveler. Oh, (laughs) man. Oh, is that that dude on YouTube? Yeah. He's on TikTok, and I had him already up here, and of course it disappeared because... TikTok is like that for some reason, and I have to so find. So we should it. probably give a little bit of what we know so far, so people. You go ahead and you about. do that. You do that. Why try <laughs> to find them? I will do the best that I can to describe this because I just found out about it two days ago. <laughs> so there's a, a gentleman in Hamburg, Germany, I believe. That's correct. I believe that's correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently he was in the hospital. This is just from what my understanding so far. I've only just been looking into this for literally the last two days. Uh, So he was in the hospital. He wakes up. There's no people. Nobody around whatsoever. Electric's still on. There's still internet. All this crazy stuff is still going, but there's not one single person around. So he 
starts venturing out and he eventually stumbles across uh, a calendar or a timestamp on something. Like I said, don't hold me to this exactly because I'm, I'm just going by from as much as I can remember. Uh, and it said it was the year 2027. Mm. Now this is 2022 and he started posting videos in 21. So he's going around and there's no people. Like I said, there's no people at all. There's cars. Every everything is still wherever he's at. Now he thinks he's in another dimension, and his only way of communication is through the internet because it's still working on whatever dimension he's in. He can't call over, as far as I know, uh, but he's able to, you know, send videos or whatever. And apparently, he's trying to get back to this dimension in this current state of you know 2022 and he's stuck in 27 and it's crazy because a lot of people are saying we don't believe you this is fake and there's been uh film editors studying his videos and the areas he's at they're usually super heavily populated and they're saying to in order to get people photoshopped out of videos especially that mass amount of people would take just tremendous amounts of time and it, it, it's almost impossible um where's i got i forget what i was talking about <laughs> but um so people are saying hey uh go to go to uh the airport for example and he would show in live time or his video that he recorded he would be there during what we would consider rush hour or whatever, and, you know, there's supposed to be a lot of people, not one single person in the airport, nothing, no workers, nobody on a runway, nobody in airplanes. Uh, there was another video I saw where they uh, said, um, uh, steal a cop car or something. So he waltzes right into the police station, hops in a cop car, and away he goes. You know, and someone else is like, uh, take a Mercedes. He's walking around, like I said, when he's walking around, there's no people, not one single soul. Walks into a Mercedes dealer, grab, picks up his key, and just keeps hitting the button until figures out which car it is. Just gets in and goes. And now he, it's crazy because he's driving down the road, and there's no other cars. So this is totally mind-boggling. Uh, if this is real, which you know we're talking about other dimensions and stuff, so why couldn't it be? If this is real, this is this would be probably the best documented other dimensional evidence on the planet now something that's crazy is i think there was a couple clips where he would um he'd have like his little keychains or something mm -hmm. and he would hide them in places and he would show when he's there when he's doing it and like i said it'd be a heavily populated place not a single soul around he would hide these and then people in our dimension would find it but he's nowhere to be found. Like he's totally stuck in this other realm. And, uh, you know, if we could pull up a couple of his clips, yeah, this is, gonna... this is becoming a pretty big thing. So um, which one do you think I should start? Start the first one. It, it's any of them, honestly, from just the ones that I saw, it's just totally mind boggling. Okay. Let's try this. Let me. Okay. He's shown time on like public signs and everything. And you know, that it's midday.
there's um people would leave items in 21 right and he finds them and they look aged when he finds them I like the music yeah yeah so there was another thing um my wife was looking up uh she was doing a comparison to the one landmark he was at and in the one video i'm not sure which one it was but you see the concrete's clean or uh the one he was in was actually overgrown with grass and the picture she found that a place on current day right now was like nice and clean and everything's that's you know, crazy well taken care of let's see pull a couple that one's wild. The first one and the airport one, I think, were the, the best ones. Airport one. Yeah, I'm not sure which one it is. But let's think about this for a second. Is 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 this possible? It is, is possible, it, but... I don't believe in it. I'm having a hard... It's weird that there's no people. Um, The reason being, I look at this. And I know there's other dimensions, but um, there I happened to look it up because it was really bothered. It seriously was bothering me. But there's a program out there called Adobe Cloak, okay, and that it can remove unwanted objects or people from a video. Well, here's okay. a question to counteract that for you. In some of the videos, you'll see there there might be a couple birds, which is interesting enough. Right. The birds might be on the ground, and the time of day he's in these places, there should be lots of people. And what do birds do when there's people? They fly but, away. Yeah. Well, these birds are just walking but, around until he gets up on them, and then they start to move and take off. It, maybe, maybe it was something, you know, for the video. Here, we'll watch the video, and I'll, I'll get back to that. So I can hear the birds in here, but I don't know if that's... That was what year? That was. What's your date? I wonder, what, I, find I wonder what one. time at the airport one. Let me see. Yeah, I'm not sure which one it is. He's in Hamburg? Yeah, over in Hamburg, Germany. There's birds on this one. But, like, it, it, it's just, like I said, it's mind-boggling. And also, Sean, with, the, with that program, though, uh, there was people that were talking about that. Maybe not mm -hmm. exactly that program, but what, you know, people can do with film and editing and everything nowadays. And there was a video expert that was saying it would take days, if not years, for each scene to get rid of the vast amount of people. And right. it would surely throw some kind of glitches just because of all the movements. I don't know no, what the no, airport looks know, like. I'm not knocking you, but when here's what, you know, got got me a little not upset about it but i had to doubt myself about it if you go to it's not on his TikTok videos that i saw it i saw it on another youtube station where a guy the police station okay 
He had a key that unlocked the gate. Yeah. How did he get that key? Because he's been stuck there. Maybe he got it somewhere. But, found another cop car, found a key. Who knows? No, that know. was the, it was the key to the gate. Yeah. To open, to unlock in order to get to the police station. I can't. Yeah, I I'm not knocking you, bud. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying just, this is this is some awfully weird stuff. It is. It's it, if it is for real, it is great. But also, I mean, so where's all the people at? But this is, they're not there yet. This is the year yeah. 2027. He's in. Yeah, wing ha- so wing what's going to happen in enough. 2027? What is he? Does he say that something's going to happen? No, nothing. no. So apparently, nothing. from just from what I understand, like you know, I, I'm not, I could be wrong. I don't know, but from what I understand, he's stuck there and he's trying to get back here. But where's no, all the people at? There was one. There's people on this. Well, he's one. in 2027. We're in 2022. We're not there yet. I don't understand. No, that looked like mannequins there. Well, I don't understand. Yeah, like I don't understand. So he's in twenty twenty seven, but there's no people. But the you said the people aren't there yet. What do you mean? That like, that would be my because we're living in the year twenty twenty two. So either he's in an absolute other dimension that it has him in twenty twenty seven, or somehow he has time traveled to twenty twenty seven, and somehow people aren't there yet, or somewhere we're gone, or something. Why I can't no I idea. find the airport? I'm I'm on like every one of them. I don't know what the airport looks like. I, I, I mean, he, he's, from what I understand, like he doesn't even have, he's not even sure about all this either because he found his paperwork at the hospital. He showed that, which was interesting. Now, Wing, Winghart has a question. He says, well, how is he posting these? Because they, somehow there's still electric and inter, like everything is still running over there. But here's my question. So let's think about it like this on like almost like a paranormal side of things. Mm-hmm. So we're here now. Right. Okay. What do we do? We hunt ghosts, right? Yeah. What if this guy is on another dimension that would be a ghost to us because he can move objects and other people will find it? What if that's uh, like what a ghost is like to us? That's very possible, dude. Is this the airport or is this a subway? I think that's the subway. It's just where the he he's taking all these videos and there's no people. And he, he, there, there's some of them where he who uh he shows like future expiration dates on food and it's like all kinds of crazy stuff. But according to this uh, Adobe, you know, no, 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 um, you know, guys who do that. Um, we're looking into the videos, but you know, they said that you can take people or objects from the video and the conventional process involves editing each frame individually and then stitching them back together. Do you know how long that would take? Yeah, that's a, it's a long process. I understand that, but maybe it would have had to been working for the amount. Here's my thing on that. This is just from my own experience with editing stuff, videos, and uh, like music, the sheer amount of time to erase the amount of people that should be 
where this all is would take probably take a lifetime honestly it for every video he did to eliminate thousands of people or hundreds of people right so that that, that... And, that and that's cool to know i mean i'm i when i saw the, the one when he went to the police station and he had the keys to unlock the gate that kind of like like made me a non-believer on it like I said, I'm still kind of on the fence about it. Like, is this guy really good at something, or was this like somehow planned? But I mean, I, I don't know because there's so many, and with all the time clock, the public time clocks and everything, it, it's just mind-boggling. Right. If anybody out there has any information on this, or we yeah. have anybody in Germany that's listening, and you know firsthand anything about what's going on with these videos, please let us know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like I, I find it fascinating. I, I do. Um, I, hopefully I can go into another dimension. That's my goal. Go into another dimension. I want to. It might sound weird and crazy, but I just want to see what it's like besides the dimension that I'm in now. What do you all think of that? I mean, it would, it would be interesting. Um, but I mean, like, this as far as like this guy's stuff I, my thing is is it real or not we don't know but why couldn't it be just like ghost is no exactly you know no no I, mean? I agree with you on that i agree with you on i mean if i was going to another dimension i'd want i'd probably want to come back because i'd be stuck over there by myself true and hopefully uh <laughs> hopefully somebody would be there <laughs> right <laughs> what's he holding He's holding a coin because because what happens is people that are following his videos and his page, they'll be they'll tell him to go do something and he'll just walk in and, and do whatever it is. There's nobody there. He's going everywhere. Police just walk into the police, the hospitals, airports, yeah. wherever, something, something. There's nobody. Well, did he say how he got there? Uh, as far as I know, he was in the hospital, and when he woke okay. up in the hospital, does he talk in any of these videos? No, I don't know, as I haven't seen them all yet. I mean, the ones I... that I the ones that I saw on that one YouTube dude. In fact, I'm going to try to get him on the show. Um, not not the time traveler, but you can message him. I will and see if you. No, can I can. Yeah, uh, there's even one where this guy goes to the zoo. There's no animals. Yeah, want to mess? Want to ask no him animals. something? I'm going to message him right now. Good. What do you want to what do you want to ask him? Um, ask him if he wants to be on Chasing Prophecy on Torture Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This will bring you back to <laughs> this dimension. <laughs> you we never the, know. We are the key. <laughs> I don't know. Just say I don't know. Uh, you don't want to say I don't know. What's I wouldn't know what to ask. I wouldn't know what to ask. To be honest with you. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> yeah, because everybody keeps has, having him do, like, go to all these different places. Those uh, things, those things that he leaves off the, the the YouTube I saw today is that he types in the coordinates where he puts it at, and that's where the people find it. Like I said, the weird part is, is 
when he leaves something or somebody else leaves something and then it's found between the dimensions, it, the item has aged. Looks like it has aged. Jenny, mm -hmm. uh, if you I, had, look, I was on the, the one to the right, I think, is the airport. The, the one that's moving there on the screen. Oh, wait a minute. Which one it is? Go to the next one to the right. Take your mouse. Go up. Up one right, row. Right. Uh, left. One. To, one to the go left. To the left. There right you go. there. I think that's the airport. I mean, you could probably send them a message and be like, hey, we're from 2021 and believe you may be a real time traveler. Uh, can you help us understand more? Something like that. Yeah. What happens if you, you try back? to call in? He's got his cell phone. I'm sure he'd be able to. Okay, if it's in the airport, there's nobody there. So yeah, maybe this. He's in the airport. There would be tons of people in the airport. Exactly. When is an airport not busy? But my question is, why aren't there any people? Because if he's in he time traveled, why wouldn't there be people? Well, did he? Is he time traveled, or is this just an alternate dimension that's also in the future? We don't know. We don't know that. I mean, but you got it. There could be people there, but would he can't see them. Yeah, that's, uh, as far as what we know, he doesn't even know what's going on. He doesn't understand this. But how did he get there? That's what I want to know. He woke up in the hospital, and this is where he was. Yep. So but what made him? Get, what made him go into the future, and why is he stuck there? We well, don't he know. doesn't know how he got there. That's the problem. He's trying to figure out how to come back. And he's all by himself. Yes. Yep. As you can see, there's nobody. Everything is still working, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe send him that message. You know, we believe you're a real time traveler. Uh, what would it, you know, how can you help us understand? But I think from he I think he was in a coma and that's what he woke up from. Okay. Uh, but think some about people it. Have it, what's that? You know, people have near death experiences, so maybe Maybe he was, he was a time traveler in his sleep of the coma. That's and awesome. ended up here. Who knows? And when he woke up with it in his this coma. Is, this 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 one is really bizarre. It's just it's Unless, you know, he does have that Adobe thing, but that would take him forever to do that. Yeah. It's pretty I want to hear him talk. I don't know why we can't hear. I mean, why? He, he doesn't listen? talk in none of his videos. Why? Is that because it, it can't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Communicate, you know, over the foot. Like when, for you know, you see in movies when somebody's talking to somebody from another dimension, it's all static and stuff. Is that is that yeah. why you can't talk to us? That's possible. I don't know. There was a couple of people who were trying to debunk him. I wanted to see if we can. Oh, there was a lot of people. See what they say. I don't know if anybody's been successful or not. Well, I just if if it is fake, he's good. Oh, he's real good. 
I want to get that name again. So when I first did it, I, I um, I saw a bunch of people saying he was debunked. So I want to see. Now, see, to make it legit, I would talk. I would say, "Wow, why is this happening?" Yeah, but what, like we said, you know, what if he can't? What if when he tries to physically talk on the phone or something, it gets jarbled? I don't know. He's but you hear birds chirping. Hey, that's a question talk. you can ask him. Can can you can you talk to us? Can you talk? Can can you actually can we hear your voice? Normally, I, I want to see if I can find out who's following because that's weird. Because I can't do it on my I can't do it on here for some reason on the PC. But I'm going to put his name. And see who is he following. Just Someone curious. messaged me that uh, is following this um, ordeal that's going on. And they said that the only thing they could think of is maybe somehow this guy has an extremely large team of editors that's all in on it. That's possible. Yeah, you know, which is possible, but still the amount of effort and time and then not getting any like, glitches in your footage from eliminating hundreds of people. How often does he put one out there? I'm not sure. Like I said, I, I just started looking into this a couple days ago. He's following cool. himself. Yeah, he's got the camera in front of him. I know, but he's following <laughs> himself. It's he. I looked under his follow. Who's he following? He's following himself. I, you know, you follow people. Yeah. This this future thing is following John Dinwin. Whatever his name is, I'm gonna have to get. Well, you that know what, guy. Sean? There's another thing too. If he if he was in a coma, uh, as just brought to my attention, what if uh, when he woke up it out of his coma in this other dimension, what if he never got his speech back? That's very true. That very could be true. very. Yeah, you know, that maybe he got his motor skills back, but didn't get his speech yep. back. Absolutely. We don't know. Nobody knows. This is great. This is crazy. So, anybody, any of our listeners out there, if you have any idea of what could be happening please tell us so this might be going on for another show we could do it but i do want to contact that guy who did who does the youtube of this guy and um try to get him on the show see if we'll come on and he is that the where you found out that he was uh i just typed in the man um what was it what the hell i forget uh the guy who time travels and Jason told me what he did, and this guy came up, and he was just doing like a little YouTube channel thing. When he would, he was talking about the videos the dude was making. Let me hmm. see if I can find it. I'll send it in Messenger. If I can find it. Um, okay, here. Okay, this is what, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, it's just fascinating. What do you it think, is. Jenny? No, Jenny, no, what's, your, what's your input on all this, Jenny? Yeah. I don't know. I just want to know why there's no people. I'm just trying to figure out why would there be no people. It's the year 2027. We're all I know, but the, where's the people at? We're here in 22. This guy's in 27. He's I know, in the but future. when you time travel, there's still people there. The future. Now, but that's where... Is it just time travel, or did he actually go to an alternate dimension of the world we're living in? Like a split, you know, like a uh, 
mirrored world or whatever. Yeah. So many questions, so many variables. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find that. I can't find it. I mean, I per- person, there was this guy that was debunking him. I can't find it. Is it this guy? Is he the one that's doing it? He probably is here. He's probably speaking a different. No, I can't understand what he's saying. He's speaking in German. All right, here you go. I'm going to send you. To, I'm going to send you a link in Messenger. Okay, in our Messenger, if I can send it somehow. There's a guy in a plane. How's this happening? What if? Uh, what if this guy's actually still in a coma? Well, look, he's but in an airplane. His, his, his like spirit or whatever has traveled to this other dimension, and then with you know. Your brain's an electrical system and sending all these impulses somehow back through time or whatever. Well, how's he in the plane, Jason? I don't know. <laughs> Ask him. I don't know. <laughs> is there anybody flying the plane? Your guess is good. I was, I'm, we're seeing this exactly the same. I don't know. This is weird. Is he flying it? I don't know. That would be my okay. Guess. I'm just sending that that YouTube thing. Okay. I have no idea what he was doing. Where That's the guy with the YouTube that I was listening to today. Okay. I don't know if I was, if TikTok. I mean, if they'll kick me off. Create a powerful WordPress website with Bluehost Website Builder. Get smart AI, super simple drag and drop, and flexible templates so you can create without coding. Learn more at Bluehost.com. Where is it? Uh, you're welcome, Joseph. To the terrifying reality that you were the only one left on Earth. Let's see how I can do this. I'm trying to get it. Yeah, once know. again, if anybody out there listening in Germany or anywhere knows anything about this or maybe some truth behind it, let us know. Me, Javier, a.k.a. Unico Sobreviviente, which means lone survivor. He claims to have woken up in a hospital with no recollection of who he was. When he wakes up, he notices that there's no nurses, no doctors, nobody in the hospital at all. When he goes outside to investigate, there's no cars moving, nobody on the streets, not even a bird flying in the air. Yeah, no animals. Now he's recording all of these videos and people are asking so many questions, including myself. At first glance, when you watch these videos, they're very entertaining. You're like, oh, he, he must be recording them early in the morning. Maybe he did it during one of the lockdowns. He just filmed a bunch of videos and he's just releasing them now. But that's not so. The more I watched, the more I became scared. If you've ever watched movies like I Am Legend, shows like The Walking Dead, you know that there's a lot of money involved in those production sets. Millions of dollars on CGI to make it look like the world is desolate. Now, Javier is only using his phone to film and uploading these videos barely edited onto TikTok. 
and he lives in a very big city. Now, as he starts getting his memory back, he remembers that he was in 2021. When he looks at computers, looks at his phone, everything is exactly the same as 2021, except all the dates on every electronic device is saying 2027. He realizes that there's some sort of connection between 2021 and 2027. He still has access to the internet, and he's even shown different locations, exact coordinates to where he's at and leaving things. This is something like a parallel world, a different dimension, but a connection from 2027 where he's at and 2021. What I find rather fascinating and unique is he's going to these places that are that are populated. And that's what makes me wonder, like, did he really do this during lockdowns and just leave those things there and then have this master plan of people finding them later later on? You're not going to want to miss this because the story gets even crazier. And I know what you're thinking. Like, this cannot be real. There is something that he's doing. Maybe some virtual reality, maybe some tricks with his camera. Maybe he's paying people. Valencia, Spain is huge. It's home to about 2.5 million people. When you see some of these videos even during lockdowns you can see birds in the air you can see i mean this is you know of course other videos that people are posting of where he's been there are people there very crowded areas i put myself in his shoes like he's probably really scared he's by himself what would you do think about it i mean this surpasses every fear imagine being all alone us human beings like we have a connection we have a connection to other people to animals we need that connection we need those relationships nobody around you're alone if something happens to you like that's it it's just you this that is so he's i have to watch this um that's crazy yeah so i'm gonna try, i'm gonna message him and see if he can come on our show yeah it, it's uh if he did it during lockdown, but still, you're just there would be somebody there. Somebody. That, yeah, there would be somebody there, right? Yeah, like a like an animal. I don't know. I, I I find it just like Jason. I find it interesting, but I have a hard time believing in it. I I really I, do. I, I don't know. I think it's how far, how much more does he? It's sixteen minutes. Was there anything? Yeah. Is there anything the, else? The, the one on it where he was at the car, and he unlocked the gate to the police station, the, the gate to the police. Very fast forward. That, that was the, that's the one that, like, kind of like, hmm. I think that was the Mercedes back there. Yeah. Mike, did I go too far? What's that? Is that someone walking? That, that's his, uh, there's Is a that Mercedes him? dealer coming up, yeah video said why don't you go into an airplane and I, I think it's great i think it's really fun looking at if you record podcasts and videos oh, remotely with riverside your content will look and sound so good bread. no one will know what comments grab a video a subscription to it passing through the the river or passing by the river and i mean you can see there there's no cars on the streets nobody walking around i mean i I don't even see birds in the sky. I mean, pay attention and see if you see any birds in the sky. I mean, I'm looking. I've, I've been looking. You guys might be able to help me on this. I mean, I just, I don't understand. So somebody says to go to a Mercedes dealership and grab a Mercedes. So he finds this key right here. And I guess he's looking around and see what car this key belongs to. And he finds it. It's right outside. 
I mean, how was he able to do this upon request? Somebody requested him to go to a Mercedes dealership. And look, he's driving the car. He's the only one on the street. That's and this crazy. Looks like dusk. There's somebody in the comment of this video saying, I'm starting to believe that what you're going through is real now. And I'm not going to lie. I, I'm believing it too. This guy is trapped in another dimension, not just in time, but you know, some sort of connected world, except there's nobody in his world, but him. And this one right here, he goes to the Palacio de Marquez and they said, they'll give him $500,000. And he's in there a place that would be very busy, usually filled with people. Nobody there. Busy city. No security guards. Go nobody. to the twelve thirty six. Anyways, one. let's move on to the next. In this video. Twelve thirty six. Police station. This is what I find weird. There. He has a key to get inside that's, the police station. That's like what threw me off. I mean, maybe he found the key outside. I don't know. One of the police cars is running too. I don't know if he goes inside the police station or he tries to go in. But as you can see, there's nobody in there. I mean, cops usually freak out if you're trying to break into the police station. And yeah, this police car is running and he gets in. Maybe it was running for days. I don't I don't know. That's why I find this one a little peculiar. Yes. Let me know in the comments what you think. During lockdowns, schools closed. They're still closed. There's a lot. Well, let me ask you: Is he still posting? Or did he quit posting? I From what know. I've heard, he's still uh, still posting. Okay, no, he ha he's stuck in Spain, or I thought he was in Germany. I don't know where. No, I, don't really, I think he's from Hamburg, Germany. Maybe traveling. Could we tell know. him to come somewhere else? If he's a time traveler, he should be able to go anywhere he wants. Maybe. Do that. I guess I don't know. Tell him to go to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And where can we tell him to go? Your house? No. <laughs> the Cassio Farms. <laughs> the Cassio Fields. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we send it down to West Virginia. What's this? What did she say? Wing Hart said two different guys in two different countries claiming this. Is there? There's so there's two different guys then. Yes, and that's a good source right there, Wing Hart. Trust me. I think we I should think he's traveled to other cities, but well, not, I mean, not, too, can, not too far though. I mean, he can he can he has to stay in Europe. He can't come here, in the United States. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, no. send them down to West Virginia. <laughs> hmm. But uh, it's just I mean, interesting. I'd be a plane flight by yourself. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to message this guy, see if he can come on our show, and uh, and maybe we can talk more about it. What do you think? This is good for another show, I think. But if he's in another dimension, how's he going to talk to us? Not him. I'm talking the guy who was doing that YouTube video. Oh, that'd be good. You bring him on, chit chat yeah. about it. But uh, I don't know. It's getting close to closing time. I hope Joe's back there. <laughs> well, regardless of what any, you know, if people believe it or people don't, it it 
it's excellent videos. If it if it's real, that that it's amazing. That's interesting. He's yeah. really really good at whatever he's doing. You know, fooled a lot of people if it's false. Yeah. Kudos on that. He, he, he just <laughs> did an excellent job. With this yeah, guys. he did. Definitely. Good lord. So, who's our guest for next week, Jen? Jen, did you mute, mute yourself? Real quick. There you are. Before we go. You like having the security of having your own privacy while browsing the web. Since I tend to research some creepy stuff, I wanted to throw off the people that are probably watching everything that I do. I mean, let's face it. I'm probably Are you kidding me? That's a stupid ad. Wait. Real quick. Further away or, or slowing down or speeding up. It was just a steady droning sound. This is there's a noise oh, heard everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Deep in the NBC News week? archives, there's a piece of tape not aired in over a decade. It's an episode of the Today Show from February of 2008. In an unaired part of the report, Lester Holt is standing on a bridge overlooking a gorge in Taos, New Mexico, with a man named Larry Torres. Lester Holt is given a quarter, and he holds it high in the air. He pauses and looks at the quarter, rotating it around, almost like adjusting an antenna. The afternoon sun rays dancing off the reflective surface as Holt concentrates. The best description of a the reporter for the local paper present yeah. to the scene can't hear what he says over the sound of the wind, but says Lester Holt had some kind of reaction to the experience. Whatever the noise was that the residents of Taos, New Mexico could hear, it seemed to be the strongest when standing on this bridge over the Rio Grande River, and you could even focus on it with this simple trick with a quarter. Yeah. It's difficult to pinpoint an exact date of when it began, but in the early 1990s, residents began complaining about a low vibration that sounded like a distant island diesel engine. Hearers with a musical ear all identified it as a low E flat. Okay. That, is been, that was going on um, all over the place. And it's not only it's this, it's everybody's hearing. It. We're going to talk about that again next week. Okay. Yes, that's the first thing out of our mouth. Cause I okay. did my I did my research on that. Buddy. Okay, definitely we're going to talk about that. We'll get some videos. <laughs> we just run out of time, guys. We're just so popular. We have so much was, to talk about. It okay, was, it was good. It was a good show tonight. Thank you, everybody. Um, okay, dokie, and for thanks for in. tuning in. And you can always check us out on. There's multiple platforms on YouTube, um, UPRN, uh, Facebook page, um, YouTube, uh, Pittsburgh Paranormal. And like I said, if you think you'd be a great guest for the show, if you have something paranormal, anything beyond the scope of normal, definitely give us an email at chasingprophecyradio at gmail.com. Sean, don't forget the pineapple shirt next week. Yeah, I'll get to that. Yeah. It's in the wash. I'll wear the pineapple shirt next week, everybody, because I know y'all love it. <laughs> of course, my ending is in here. Where is it? Oh, jeez. Here we go.